It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards. I'm your host, Ben Mehich. I cover the team for SB Nation's Bolts Forever. Uh, if you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. Go throw us a follow on Twitter, at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us. We'll be going over Washington's latest win against the Utah Jazz. We'll get into their playoff standings. Then we'll talk a little bit more about the schedule coming up. Before we do that, though, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. So let's get right into it. The Washington Wizards, one of the worst teams in the NBA, uh, record-wise, But they're not to be overlooked. Whenever the Washington Wizards play with the amount of intensity that they did on Monday, they give themselves a chance to win. That's why they beat the Lakers. That's why they beat the Nets twice. And that's now why they've beaten the Utah Jazz twice. When the Washington Wizards entered this season, I think they envisioned Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal to mesh as well as they they did on Monday. 25 points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists for Russell Westbrook. Again, putting up historically great numbers. And here's the key for Russ here. 9 for 11 at the free throw line. This season, he's been he's been really bad from the free throw line. And he's been turning the ball over a lot. And it's really hurt his ability to play at the Russell Westbrook level. The historically great Hall of Fame level. But he showed us a glimpse of the Russell Westbrook's past on Monday. Low turnovers, high assists, efficient And look, he hit clutch shots at the end when he was yelling at the Utah Jazz saying, that's game, that's game. That just shows that the Wizards were playing with that high energy. Bradley Beal, 34 points, 5 assists, doing what Bradley Beal does, scoring at a high level. Everyone else contributing. Robin Lopez, 5 for 5 off the bench, 10 points, hitting that patented hook shot. Captain Hook, as the Washington Wizards have called him lately. Because that, that let's, let's face it, that hook shot, automatic. There's no stopping it. Daniel Gafford comes in 6 for 8 uh, from the field off the bench. 15 points. The Wizards are 3-1 and one when Daniel Gafford plays. He's made a huge difference. Look, we all miss Troy Brown. We know that he's, he was misused in Washington. We know that his, that his talents were underutilized. Anthony and I have been talking about that all season long. But Daniel Gafford, I mean, look, he's playing at this level that the Washington Wizards needed. He's an athletic center. He gets after it defensively. He blocks shots. He, he alters shots. He's not afraid to go up and get those high lobs that the Wizards haven't been able to throw since really JaVale McGee was a Washington Wizard. Davis Bertans got off the bench 10 points. Really, everybody who played managed to contribute. Denny Avdia only 10 minutes, but we're going to overlook that just for a second um, because the Washington Wizards got a fantastic win against the Utah Jazz. They were up big. Almost squandered the lead at the end. But look, they showed that they can two close games. I mentioned it. Russell Westbrook hit clutch shots. They attacked the basket. The offense was flowing. Bradley Beal was coming off screens, getting shots from the mid-range. Russell Westbrook was looking at for him in that way. The Wizards' offense looked good. It was clicking. And it just goes to show you, hey, Wizards, where was this all season long? You can beat a team like the Utah Jazz twice. You can beat the Brooklyn Nets. You can beat the LA Lakers 
then why haven't you beaten the bad teams? Why haven't you beaten the Detroit Pistons, right? It goes to show that the Washington Wizards could have been probably better than they've shown this year. I get it. The injuries played a part. I get it. COVID played a part. I get it. These massive trades for Russell Westbrook. It takes time to get him acclimated within the system. But all things considered, we all know that the Washington Wizards didn't play up to their potential. And games like Monday show it. The Wizards got a fantastic win. Does it hurt their place in the standings in terms of lottery? Uh, Yeah, it does. And we'll talk about that uh, soon. But for the Wizards, they needed a win like this. It was getting quite, to be honest with you, quite sad. The Wizards were losing winnable games. The energy was completely depleted. There was really nothing to look forward to. But the Wizards showed that maybe they might finish the season on a high note. That might hurt, again, their lottery standings. But for the franchise itself, I think they need some glimpse of hope. The fact that there's players on this roster who are capable of playing at a very high level. And Russell Westbrook, look, I've been a critic. I've been a critic really his entire career. I'm skeptical that you can win with a player like Russell Westbrook on your team. That doesn't take away from his greatness, though. I mean, he showed again on Monday that he's historically great. 25 points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists, close to breaking the triple-double record and becoming the all-time leader in triple-doubles in the NBA. And I think he will. He's going to do that. Maybe this season, even. That's how good he is in that respect. And he showed again on Monday that he can be an all-NBA type player. He was an all-NBA player last season. Don't forget it. I understand that this season hasn't really gone according to plan for Russell Westbrook. But he was just an all-NBA player last year. He's shown that he can be that again on Monday. And when the Wizards are playing like they did on Monday, not only are they a good team, but they're a fun team to watch. They beat the Utah Jazz, and the, and the, and the Jazz gave them really their all. Donovan Mitchell, 42 points. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 33 points. Former Wizard, I might add. The Jazz played well. Rudy Gobert, 12-12. and But the Wizards just had their number. Some teams just have another team's number. And we've seen that the Wizards, when they play at this level, when they show up, when they're prepared, when they're well-coached, when they seem ready and like they care, they can be a really good team. And Monday, they showed that to be true. And for the Wizards to want that, I know the, the team wants to make the playoffs. There's no question about that. They want to keep Bradley Beal. And for them to do that, they have to start winning games and, and win those games when it counts. And that's the playoffs. So the Wizards want to get to the playoffs. I know that some Lockdown Wizards listeners, that might that might not be good news for you, right? And I understand that there's, there's some um, hope to, to be gained from being in the lottery, from getting a Cade Cunningham or Jalen Suggs or an Evan Mobley. I understand that. But for the Washington Wizards, the franchise, they understand that also if they want to keep Beal, uh, want to lure potential free agents, and continue improving the team in ways that don't require them to tank, then making the playoffs is a, is a good start. They have two all-NBA caliber players on the roster. Asking this team to tank is a difficult ask. I'm not saying it's an unreasonable one, but it's a difficult one. Telling Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook to lose, basically, or maybe benching them for that reason, cutting their minutes, whatever whatever the case may be, is really difficult. And that's not the route the Washington Wizards want to take. Whether you agree with it or not is a different story. But it's not the route the Washington Wizards want to take. And this win, this win, this one puts them um, in, a, in a chance to maybe make a play-in spot. So before we get into that, I want to nominate Russell Westbrook as this week's Ultra Player of the Week. He averaged another triple-double. He showed that he can play at an All-NBA level. For all his haters out there, critics, you know what? I'm a critic myself. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with myself. But we also have to admire his greatness. He's a Hall of Fame player. So with that, we recommend that Russell relax with a Michelob Ultra this week. It's only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, so it won't disrupt his game too much. We know he cares about his body and whatnot, but really, he deserves it. Are you happy because you win, or did you win because you're happy? Enjoy a Michelob Ultra responsibly today.
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, the Washington Wizards beat the Utah Jazz on Monday. It's a consequential win, not only for the trajectory of this team and, and the sort of pride and, and the spirit of the team, because they needed a big win. Like I said, the Wizards were, were kind of floundering there uh, amongst the worst teams in the league with the Cavs, Magic, and Pistons right there at the bottom of the standings. But getting a huge win like this, not only does it boost the locker room, uh, maybe even, even provide some hope for Scott Brooks and Bradley Thiel and everyone within that organization, but it affects the standings a bit. The Washington Wizards suddenly moved to the 12th spot in the Eastern Conference and are just Two games back of a playing spot, the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls have beaten them multiple times this year, so they have a tiebreaker. So technically, probably three games back of that playing spot. So we just got to dig into this a little bit, right? Let's dig into the philosophy of what the Wizards are trying to do here. And it's justifiable. It's justifiable for the Washington Wizards. They've talked about wanting to keep Bradley Beal around. He is, in my opinion, one of the greatest basketball players on the planet. And if he were on a winning team, he would be an MVP type of player. There's no question about it. Anthony and I dug into that just a couple of episodes ago. David Locke from the Utah Jazz even talked about it. He asked the Twitter world whether Bradley Beal would be in the MVP discussions if Bradley Beal played for the Utah Jazz. I don't think there's any question about it. Good players on good teams win MVPs. And right now, Bradley Beal is a very good player on a bad team. And that's why he's not in that discussion. But I digress. Why I'm saying that is because the Washington Wizards want to make the playoffs and the win against Utah puts them in a position to maybe have that happen. Make that come to fruition. Because now they're only two or three games back from that play-in spot. And the Wizards can justify it because they want to keep Beal. They want to keep Russ happy and they want to lure free agents. That's important. Look, how many teams have rebuilt their teams successfully? I'm not pitching this on behalf of the Washington Wizards. I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate here, right? We always push for rebuilds when the teams are in Washington situation where a guy like John Wall is gone or Markeith Morris is gone. Marcin Gortat's gone. Otto Porter, the core of the team essentially besides Bradley Beal has been ripped apart. And the Wizards have still refused to go through that rebuild process. But let me play devil's advocate again. How many good teams, or bad teams rather, have rebuilt their teams successfully? You look at the Sacramento Kings, the Detroit Pistons, even the, really the New Orleans Pelicans to an extent, even though they have multiple young superstars, winning with young players is really hard. And the Wizards want to avoid that. Because rebuilding takes years and years. And if you ask the Pistons, the Kings, and the Minnesota Timberwolves, it takes over 10 years sometimes, depending on if you whiff on these picks. And these picks aren't guaranteed. You can whiff a year, and that sets you back another two or three years. You can whiff on two picks, and that sets you back maybe five years or a decade. The Washington Wizards know that better than anyone. So that's why they're desperately trying to avoid this rebuild sort of process. So they can justify it. With a player like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal on your roster, you're just just a, you're just a, a one piece of the puzzle, maybe two away from really competing. Look, it's the Eastern Conference. 
You can go 500 in Eastern Conference and, and stumble your way into home court advantage. The Washington Wizards know that. They have two all-NBA caliber players on their roster. And that's why making the playoff spot is so important to them. Because let's say they can lure one or two or maybe three really solid veterans in the offseason. Maybe convince them to take a pay cut. Again, just playing devil's advocate here. Suddenly you have a good basketball team in the East. Look at the New York Knicks. You have some solid young players surrounded by some capable veterans. And all of a sudden you have a good team in the Eastern Conference. The Washington Wizards realize that they're in a bigger sort of market. That they have uh, studs. And Beal and Russell Westbrook. And if Daniel Gafford pans out, maybe they can get Howell Neto back. All of a sudden, you have a team that seems capable. If Davis Bertans gets his rhythm back, all of a sudden, you have a team that can compete in the East. And that's why the Washington Wizards are trying to make a playoff push. And this win on Monday puts them in that position. And you have the schedule coming up. And you have the Kings, Pelicans, Pistons, Thunder. Warriors. These are all very winnable games. The Wizards have some winnable games coming up. An easy schedule, honestly, so to speak. So if the Wizards can capitalize, roll this momentum over, all of a sudden they're knocking on the playoff door. I know that may not be great news for some Lockdown Wizards listeners, but that's just the reality of the situation. That's how the NBA works. Teams don't tank. Tanking, asking teams to tank is hard. Because not only does it hurt their bottom dollar, but it makes players like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal not want to stick around. And if you're the Washington Wizards, you want those players to stick around because they are your team, essentially. You know, I understand the Wizards are bigger than Russ and Beal, but when you narrow it down, they might not be after all. Look, you take away these two players, and what are the Wizards left with? They're really stripped of the heart and soul of the team, the purpose the fans watch. And that's why the Wizards want to make sure they're competitive. 20 and 33. I mean, they're obviously not competitive in the grand scheme of things, but they win a few more games and all of a sudden you're in a play-in spot. And with those two players, you never know. You could get into the playoffs and really compete and maybe even win some games. And that's the Wizards thinking. And on the flip side of that, you make the playoffs and maybe you lose in the first round to the Brooklyn Nets, as most people would probably expect. And then you're left without a Cade Cunningham and Evan Mobley, a Jalen Suggs, or any of these sort of transformative players. And for what? Four or five games against the Brooklyn Nets? But that's just me playing devil's advocate, and I think these are the sort of conversations that Tommy Shepard and his team has. It's a fine line to walk, because you're asking really good players to maybe take a step back for the sake of the team's future, and, and then in that way, you're, you're potentially risking losing these players. It's a really difficult thing. <laughs> I know we talk about, you know, trades that Tommy Shepard should make or Scott Brooks and all this, but this is a really difficult business to be in. And, and the Wizards are in a tight spot here because after Monday, you get glimpses of a team that could really be good. And the NBA is kind of wide open. The Lakers are dealing with these injuries. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, unfortunately, just suffered an injury with Jamal Murray. Uh, the Eastern Conference, I get the Brooklyn Nets, are, are stacked with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. But they're also flawed. This team is flawed. They're not the greatest defensive team in the world. I could easily see that team stumbling in, in the playoffs. And uh, some of the players on the roster don't have the greatest reputation of, of really showing up when it matters most, namely James Harden. So you never know what can happen in the playoffs. With Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal on your team, you never know. Those are two really good NBA players. But I guess that's just the result of Monday's win. And it just remains to be seen how the Wizards carry that momentum over, if they're even capable of doing so. But before we get into more... I want to let you know about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but guess what? The NBA, college basketball, and NHL, they're all in full swing. Sands college basketball, of course. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. 
BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's really the best place to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. And even better news, if you sign up today, you get to receive your 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code Locked On. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Anthony and I always talk about Bilt Bar. It's honestly the most delicious protein bar on the planet. We eat it all the time. It's a delicious treat, but guess what? It's also super healthy. It's low calorie. It's low sugar. It's high protein. It's high fiber. If you're keto, it's the perfect bar for you. It really doesn't really matter uh, what diet you're trying to endeavor on, but Bilt Bar, it's perfect. It's perfect for that diet. It's delicious. Go for it. Built Bar has reset the promo code. If you use Locked On 15, that's Locked 15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's Locked 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Look, Wizards fans, you'll have to get into this. It's scouting reports, draft experts, draft rumors, mock drafts, everything you ever need to get ahead of the NBA Draft. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, the Wizards all of a sudden find themselves in a position to make the playoffs. We got a game coming up here against the Sacramento Kings tonight the wizards this is this is a tale of the washington wizards we've seen them beat really good teams this year only to fail to carry that momentum over into next game so the wizards here this is the show up you have to show up to the washington wizards i get it it's the kings but they, the kings have also blitzed them in the past let's not forget about that De'Aaron fox hit that game winner not that long ago against the washington wizards and the washington wizards team they're 20 and 33 for a reason they have a reputation of losing the bad teams and the kings with all due respect to everyone in that organization are a bad team so how are the wizards going to show up how is scott brooks going to prepare this team and more importantly how are how are bradley beal and russell westbrook are they going to play with that same amount of energy is daniel gafford going to continue to show up because the wizards again are three and one uh against teams when Daniel Gafford is in the rotation. Daniel Gafford, I want to keep carrying on with him and talk about him for a second, especially against the Sacramento Kings. He reminds me a lot of Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes gets after it. He rolls to the basket hard. He sets hard screens. He goes after lobs. He does all the little things that most players don't want to do. And that's why Daniel Gafford has found legitimate success in dc and anthony and i talked about it recently will he replace thomas bryant in the starting lineup he does some good things that thomas bryant doesn't do mainly defensively he blocks shots he rebounds gets after it he alters shots he does all the things that the washington wizards have needed for a very long time daniel gafford is an interesting player and we'll see how he matches up against rashawn holmes and again Tyron fox russell westbrook that's the key matchup here but the kings don't sleep on them wizards though got to show up play with that same energy if you can beat the utah jazz in the road you can certainly beat the sacramento kings that's a story that's a story here how are the wizards going to show up and you'll learn a lot about the team with that because we thought this team was going to turn their season around multiple times this year right when they beat the nets when they beat the lakers everyone started wondering hmm is this wizards team finally going to turn it around only for the wizards to fail to do that so how is this team going to show up we'll learn a lot about brad russ scott brooks and everyone else here the wizards are going to need more than those players uh, some a lot of players contributed in that one against utah robin lopez hell neto they all hit key shots they're going to need that same energy that same efficient russell westbrook that they got against the jazz against the kings the wizards can't just show up against good teams they don't have that luxury <laughs> they're 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 over 10 games below 500 they're with all with all intents and purposes a bad team right now so they, they don't have the luxury of just flipping the switch nor could they this team isn't isn't good enough to do that so we need they need to show up from the first opening tip to the final buzzer 
That's what we'll learn about the Washington Wizards here. So Lockdown Wizards fans, I want to thank you for listening. Anthony will be back again with us tomorrow. But look, the Wizards, again, are showing us that they can be good teams. And that's a good thing for the Wizards as an organization. Might not be the greatest news for, for, for some of the Lockdown Wizards fans that wanted a high lottery pick. But you never know. It wouldn't shock me if the Wizards went on a losing streak again. You just never know what you're going to get with this Washington Wizards team. But that's it for us here. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, we're Locked On Wizards. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.